Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. You've tuned in to Columbia Calling, your first stop for everything you want to know about Columbia. How and where to invest, where to visit. From the Pacific to the Caribbean, the Andes Mountains to the Amazon jungle, Columbia has a slice of everything. Shooting from the hip, answering the questions that need answering. Here's your host, the journalist and hotelier, Richard McCall, shedding some light on the fashionable South American destination of Colombia. It's that time of the week again, folks. This is me, your host, Richard McCall, here in Bogota, Colombia, 2,600 meters closer to the stars. And this is episode 401 of the Colombia Calling podcast. I hope you enjoyed episode 400 with uh, Adam Isaacson of the Washington office on Latin America. I think it was pretty informative. This week's episode, we take in the Rio Atrato, the Atrato River in Chocó. That's on Colombia's Pacific side. And of course, this is all linked to the COP26 in Glasgow. We have three environmental experts talking to us about the importance of communities, strengthening local communities, linking deforestation Uh, the relationship between the lack of action on the peace process and, of course, what this means for deforestation and protecting social and environmental leaders. We'll be talking to Mayuris Mosquera from the Rio Atrato, Viviana Gonzalez, who works for Siembra, uh, a legal outfit advising them, and Alejandro Perez from an NGO as well talking about, well, they're all talking about similar things, but from different uh, viewpoints. As we talked, uh, we recorded as they were in quarantine, not far from the airport in London. But of course, it's still vigente, as they say. It's still important because they were heading up to Glasgow to make their case. And of course, it's an international stage at which important decisions are made. Of course, we talk about the vulnerability of local communities, the link between instability and environmental degradation, and uh, this is not often discussed. Uh, on a side note, thank you to the 96 supporters of the Columbia Calling podcast. Can we make it 100 by the end of the week? I don't know. But thank you again to the 96 uh, supporters on Patreon. That's patreon.com forward slash Columbia Calling. And for as little as $2 a month, you can support us, not only the podcast, but indeed uh, Emily Hart, journalist Emily Hart's news report that comes to you via WhatsApp on a Monday in an audio file. So very easy and, of course, course, allows you to navigate the difficulties of Colombia's news that obviously is in Spanish, and she provides you with that. So for episode 401, we're talking about COP26, the River Atrato, and the importance of the environment there. Uh, so don't go away. I'll leave you in the capable hands of Emily right now, and we'll be back with our three guests who are in quarantine near to Heathrow in London. Thank you again. Bye-bye. I'm Emily Hart, and these are your top news stories from Colombia for the week of November 8th, 2021. 
Colombia's war crimes tribunal has indicted former leaders of the FARC with the crime of enslavement. The group rejects the charges. The Special Peace Court, the HEP, held weeks of hearings with more than 2,000 victims of the FARC's kidnappings and decided to charge the leaders of the now-defunct guerrilla group with a crime against humanity, slavery. Five of the seven FARC leaders who were charged in January for kidnapping are now held responsible for forcing the hostages to work, as well as residents of the places where they exercised control. On Sunday, the group rejected the charges, calling it a punitive approach which does not contribute to reconciliation. They plan to lodge a legal appeal to challenge the HEP's decision. The group continue, however, to recognise their responsibility in the crime of kidnapping and maintain that they remain committed to truth and peace-building. Meanwhile, in Glasgow, Scotland, at the United Nations Climate Conference, COP26, many promises have been made by President Ivan Duca, who has sought to position himself as an environmental leader. Colombia will receive $33.5 million to stop deforestation in the Amazon through an alliance with Germany, the United Kingdom and Norway, part of a $19 billion global fund. Among promises made, Colombia's commitment to zero deforestation by 2030 was reiterated at the conference. President Ivan Duque told world leaders that 30% of Colombia's national territory would have special environmental protection before the end of next year, nearly triple the 12% currently covered. The issue of deforestation in Colombia is, however, complex. In 2020, deforestation increased by 8% compared to the previous year, and continues un effectively unchecked in more than 30 national parks which already enjoy that special protection status. Civil society, most notably a new report by the International Crisis Group, says that these goals will simply not be possible without the implementation of the 2016 peace deal, which has been, at best, reticent during the presidency of Ivan Duque. Deforestation has spiked since the peace deal, as forest previously occupied by Farc Garia has been taken over by other insurgents and criminal groups engaged in cattle rearing, logging, mining and coca farming. Many displaced people and other victims of armed conflict have also been driven to clear forests to survive. Though Duca has made big promises, none target the main cause of deforestation, the cattle rearing industry, in which he has many allies and many of Colombia's political elite have ties. During the conference, the government also presented the E2050, the long-term climate strategy, addressing issues such as energy and biodiversity. Colombia will designate a further 16 million hectares of its maritime area as protected in 2022. Along with Panama, Ecuador and Costa Rica, they announced the creation of the Eastern Tropical Pacific Marine Corridor, a fishing-free corridor covering more than 500,000 square kilometres in one of the world's most important migratory routes, for sea turtles, whales, sharks and rays. Environment Minister Carlos Correa announced renewed efforts to ratify the Escazú Treaty, an international agreement on environmental protection whose ratification collapsed in June due to a lack of government support. Among other provisions, the, the treaty seeks to protect environmental defenders. Colombia once again this year was found to be the most dangerous country on the planet for activists and leaders working on environmental and land issues. In the first week of November, three social leaders and one former FARC combatant were murdered. In addition, there were three massacres last week, meaning the total figure for this year is 85 massacres in Colombia, according to think tank Indepaz. Massacre number 85 of 2021 occurred in Putumayo, 
with three murdered by armed men in the community of La Esmeralda. The state issued a warning of ongoing confrontation between two dissident FARC groups who are seeking control of the area and its trafficking routes to Peru and Ecuador. President Iran Duca is now touring the United Arab Emirates and Israel with hopes of increasing Colombia's exports as well as ecotourism and renewable energy projects. He's accompanied by Defence Minister Diego Molano, who's taken the opportunity to declare from Israel that the two countries have a common enemy, Iran and Hezbollah, which he says operate against Israel but also support the Venezuelan regime. Colombia continues to dominate the World Skating Championships. The national delegation won 10 medals on the first day, six of them gold. It remains by far the leading force in the competition. Coronavirus cases remain low at around 1,700 new cases daily. 60% of the country has now had one dose of vaccine. 43% are fully vaccinated. It has now been announced that starting from the 16th of November, vaccination cards will be required to enter stadiums, events, bars, restaurants and theatres in Colombia. Those were your top stories for this week. Thanks for listening. I'll be back next Monday. And we're back. This is the third segment of episode 401 of the Columbia Calling podcast. I'm Richard McCall here in Bogota, Colombia, and my very special guests are all lumped together in quarantine in the United Kingdom. Yes, that's right. They they didn't get over in time before the red list was list, lifted for Colombians and people traveling from Colombia, but they're over there because They've got a very important job to do up at the COP26 in Glasgow taking place. Now, some of you will know about the COP26. Of course, all the press is covering this. But we've got three people involved in, I would say, well, let's say protection, uh, awareness, the legal issues, the communities all around areas in the Choco region. So for those of you who know, it's the Choco region, the Pacific region of Colombia, and the River Atrato, or the Rio Atrato. So we have three people who are going to talk to us about certain, certain issues around this. And of course, we'll get into illegal gold mining, the fundamental rights of the river, the communities of the Choco, deforestation, the interdependence between the environment and the communities that takes place and so very important to discuss at this time because of what's going on in the Choco and in these areas. So we'll be talking to Alejandro Perez, who's a member of Caritas Colombia, Viviana Gonzalez, who's of Siembra, she's a lawyer, and Mayuri Mosquera, who is a river guardian who's come over as well. And they're all near to the airport in London doing their quarantine at the moment so I was able to get them all three at the same time so I'm just going to say to all three of them and we've got a translator Juliana who will be translating for Mayuri but also for any others that stumble along the way but I know they speak perfect English anyway but they're just a little bit nervous um, but so I wanted to ask and I, let's just jump in and say welcome to all of you on the Columbia Calling podcast uh, let's jump in straight away with Mayuri Mosquera, who's over from from the region, from from the Choco, uh, and just ask her to say, tell us about where you are from. Tell us about the river. Tell us about who you are in the community. What you do as a, a guardian del rio. So please 
talk away because we want to hear from all of you. Bueno, buenos. Okay. Buenas tardes. Buenas, <laughs> buenas tardes a todos. Bueno, Martín Mosquera es eh, una chica nacida. Mm, eh, tengo una combinación rara, igual que Richard. <laughs> eh, nacida en Jurado Chocó, la frontera con Panamá, y criada en una comunidad que se llama Doña Josefa, sobre el río Atrato. I am Marjorie Mosquera. I was, well, I'm kind of a weird mix like Richard as well. I was born in Chocó on the border with Panama. And I want to tell you about a community there. Bueno, eh, soy hija de un gran líder eh, comunitario y allí nace un poco mi interés para trabajar con las comunidades. My father was a community leader, and that's probably why I'm interested in working with communities. I'm a member of the of Cocomopoca, which is the community the community council of the Hayatrato. Pues mi trabajo se ha centrado mucho en My work mainly revolves around working with young people and with women and helping create leaders and leadership, but also helping the work of communities in defense of the territory and their their environment and their rights. As of 2016, after the legal action that we as a community took in order to demand rights be granted to to our river and to our communities so that we could have a healthy environment, a free mobiliz mobilization in our land and a right to our culture. Since then, I've been working with the process of the judgment or court ruling T622, which grants the river Atrato the right, the right to be a legal person. It makes it a bearer of rights. And this is the first such a thing in Colombia. The communities along the basin of the Atrato River, as well as others in Chocó, were very connected to the river in many different ways. Our society and culture depend on the river. For many, if not most of our communities, the river is our only mode of transportation and communication. The river is our road. So it's very important for, transfer, for transportation, of course, but also it's a method of communication for our culture and for our knowledge. After the court ruling, as an organization, myself and the organization I worked with, we've worked towards making the ruling a reality, but also teaching people and empowering them about the opportunities that are present in the court ruling. We've also been working to train youth guardians and interceding actively with the institutions of the state, whether it's regional, local, or national. This, this court ruling, T622, is an instrument to guarantee rights. Now, it's paradoxical that our ethnic communities have to perform legal action in order to access rights. But this ruling is about that. It's a tool to guarantee certain rights to the land and also to guarantee our permanence on the land. Because for us, the river and nature in general is everything. And that's why this really has the very important element of the biocultural focus, showing the relationship between the community and nature and the river. Uh, <laughs> um, Mayuri, this is a incredible story is about you know the relationship between the river and the communities. Maybe... Uh, 
we could say, we could ask how this ruling, how this legal ruling has changed uh, the situation at all. Has it changed the situation at all in in the Rio Atrato? Because uh, it is a problematic place currently in Colombia and and we we you know the things on paper look great but on in the reality on the ground it may be another story altogether yo tengo una palabra célebre siempre cuando me preguntan por la implementación de la sentencia es que la sentencia de por sí es un desafío so my favorite word that I use to describe or to talk about the implementation of the court ruling, the word I always use is that the ruling is a challenge. It's an institutional challenge, but it's also a challenge to the communities. Now, the ruling is also about trial and error. This is the first ruling of its kind in Colombia and just the third in the world. So we don't really have a lot to go on. In these last five years since the ruling, well, there's been a lot of hard work, hard work from the organizations and from the communities. Estamos conscientes que, digamos, la gente está pensando como ya palpar los, la implementación de la, del fallo, ¿cierto? We have gained a lot because now we're, we're conscious that people want to feel the implementation of the ruling and they want to see the results now. But we have gained a lot, even if it might not look like it. We've gained the participation of communities, because that's one thing that the ruling demands, for the communities to be actively involved. We've also empowered a lot of young people and communities. Now, as to the implementation of the laws themselves, that's been happening slowly. And a lot of that is because due to lack of political will or the weakness of the system that we have or budget constraints. But we have gained a lot. Now, you don't always see the changes so openly or so obviously, but I think that the biggest win has been to come together to create community. Well, thank, thank you, Mayuri. It, what, what, what we see really is, and I, we see this a lot, is there is a very great solidarity in the community that can also, you know, obviously come together around an issue so important. But let's move over to, to Viviana Gonzalez, because uh, there have been a lot of legal kind of uh, interest here. I mean, and what we're talking about is that the river becomes a, a living being, a, like an individual. I see all sorts of challenges, <laughs> all sorts of challenges, because Colombia is very good at, at, at declaring things and, and making things, let's say, in adverted commas, like law. But you, as a legal expert with Siembra, how do you address these things? Because, again, it's, you know, there's, a, there's what's written on a document and then what can be executed in, in a region where very little political will, as Muyuri says, and, you know, uh, let's say lack of um, state presence. But, I mean, I'm, I'm willing to hear all your explanations, Viviana. You, uh, you know, you obviously have this very present. So, so please uh, share with us a little bit about what, what it is you do and the challenges that you confront in this, in this situation. Hi, everyone. I'm happy to be here. Uh, first of all, sorry for my English. It's not <laughs> quite fluent. Okay, but yeah, I think the Atrato region, it's a very, very complex. It has uh, 
different factors uh, that abused of the human rights of the communities. First of all, the armed conflict, it used the illegal economies like uh, illegal gold mining, are, and also the exploitation of the forest and also the illegal Cult- cultivations and also illegal crops like the plant of coca. So um, there are many illegal actors, some of them armed. And so the communities are very exposed and vulnerable to this uh, context. And our state, our government is not very strong in the region. So the communities alone are are fighting uh, for the rights. And this declaration from the Constitutional Court that recognized that their vision of the territories of their uh, cosmovision of the life that where when the um, where the uh, atrato is also alive, and it's the base of their own lives. It is an important an important tool uh, because it empower the communities and the authorities. It makes me it says like we are here now. Right? We exist. We have some rights. Our territory also have rights because we are um, also a uh, uh, unity. Uh, <laughs> yeah, so we are interdependent. Um, and the government has many obligations or duties that they are not respected. Uh, so the ruling is, a, has, as Marjorie said, is a very challenging stuff, but I think it's a tool for the communities. Also in these five years of implementation, um, I I have seen how uh, the communities and the ethnic authorities have a stronger voice uh, with the government. Now, the ruling said that uh, they are equals, they're in the same level. Ethnic authorities are in the same level of the public authorities. So the decisions about the river has to be taken together, not only the state, not only from Bogota in the center of the country, but also but uh, they have to be taken in territory, in Choco, with the people, with the women, with the young people, uh, with everybody. So I think it, it, it tries to make a change in the way that the politic uh, it's built uh, and also a change in our own uh, aware as society and think about not only in the human necess- necessities but also the necessities and the of course the rights of the nature and we have to think also in the nature not only in ourselves to take decisions. And I think this is a lesson that the Atrato communities uh, show to the rest of the world because they own tradition, in their own tradition, they have built in a way of life when they respect each other. So I think this is the main point of the of this rule. Well it's it what what I like and what I am understanding Viviana from your 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 intervention here is that there has been a almost like a devolution of authority that has gone moved from Bogota to the community. So there's a certain degree of empowerment to the community, which I think, again, is a a fantastic 
uh, it's a fantastic sign of progress in uh, on this level. But of course, these things need to be balanced because Bogota holds the purse strings, it holds the, the budget towards these things. And, and uh, obviously one has to go with the other. And, that's, and then it, I always come back to this issue of how the Choco, and I know it reasonably well, is so overlooked. And I think there is a, an inherent racism from Bogota towards uh, somewhere like, like the Choco. But I think what I'd like to clear up here and uh, uh, sort of what I've come to a conclusion about what you were saying is that really, you know, we look at Colombia and we look at the, the conflict in a region like the Atrato River and, uh, and, and we say, well, today, in today's world, a conflict can no longer be viewed in isolation from the natural environment in which it takes place. And I think that's really what this empowerment has has shown, and you mentioned it, there's an interdependence. And Mayuri said it too, there's a biocultural cultural existence. Perhaps you'd have a, a comment on this. Okay. Um, yes, I think one of the biggest challenge is to uh, that the, our government prioritize the Chocó. And I think the ruling uh, helped in that point because uh, there are um, um, or um, many orders. I think one of the most, uh, the, one of the biggest challenge of the ruling is to prioritize uh, the Choco uh, in the government agenda uh, because historical is historically uh, for different kind of reasons especially yeah, the racism, institutional racism. The Pacific Coast in general uh, has not been in the first line of the national agenda. So that's why there are a big inequality in our country, and especially the center of the region with, the, with this other part of, the, of our country. So the ruling uh, has many orders to the government that say that you have to invest invest your money your in in the in the service and the necessities of this country and also to rehabilitate and also to rehabilitate the environment because because of your fault there are a lot of ecological damage that uh, impact the human rights of the communities. So, um, yeah, the ruling also ordered to the government to invest in this in this region. But of course, there are many problems because some thing is in the paper and another in the reality. Uh, but that's why it's important that the community known very, very deeply the sentence and they can uh, demand to their local and regional and national government to implement it. So that is why it's very important, the role of the guardians, because they have a very strong uh, work of pedagogy <laughs> with their community. community. They teach the, uh, to the young people about the rights of the river, uh, what the government it's uh, it's mandatory to it to implement. So the most 
the more the community know about the, the ruling, the more effective it will be in the practice. So that was the guardians are uh, very, very important in this process. Thank you so much, uh, Viviana. Thank you so much for, for explaining that to us. It's it's really important to get the legal ideas that surround this, not just about the community, but also from, let's say, a legal judicial standpoint. But uh, we'll go over now to Alejandro Perez, who's of uh, Caritas. And, and I want to talk to Alejandro what his, what his role is because he's here as well in, in quarantine in England. Uh, but what is his role in the community? And having spent so much time in the community, how has he seen developments? Because what we're living in now is pre-2016, the peace accord, and post-2016, the peace accord. And so it'll be very interesting to hear your opinions, Alejandro, on the ground uh, as a, a an observer, let's say, in the community. So, please uh, tell us tell us a little bit about about your role there in in, in the Atrato community. Thank you, Richard, for inviting me to uh, your program. Yes, for us, for for the you know the the Caritas Colombia is a, a social institution for for Catholic Church in Colombia. No, so for, for us, for, for, for Catholic Church, especially in the in the Rio Atrato case, we are accompanying um, the the communities in the Chocó in the Pacific Pacific Coast um, in the different process uh, historically about the 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 titulation for the land about the. The, this process for the the Atrato rivers and and another another process. In this moment, for us, like Caritas Colombia or Pastoral Social Colombia, the we we have especially two two issues or two preoccupations two preoccupations in this moment in in, in Chocó and and in the in the country in general. Yeah, the, the the first one is uh, about the deforestation, because because uh, uh, since the 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 accord, the peace accord, the 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 level for the deforestation is uh, is or has has rise in the in uh, with a lot of uh, speed, yeah. So, so this, this is a, 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 a one issues because because the, the the problem was when the 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 guerrilla groups on the FARC spe- specific they they left to the to the, the territories they have a vacuum <laughs> vacuum they uh, left the, the power vacuum <laughs> the, okay thank you they left the power vacuum so. The different groups they take the the, the, the this space uh, in, in 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 the in the territories. So this is a this is this is a, a problem because behind the the the, the illegal groups uh, they they have a uh, illegally economies and the extractive economies. Yeah. So for the coca crops on the wood. Uh, also mining uh, like gold, uh, 
uh, also well, the, the, the difference, the difference uh, extractive economics. Mm -hmm. So this is the the, the main uh, the, the main reason for the deforestation in Colombia is 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 up, yeah, is up. So so this is one preoccupation, and the other preoccupation is the killet uh, for the em environmental um, leaders in Colombia. You know, you maybe you you has you has listening about the in Colombia the the the, the last year the 2020 was the the country most dangerous for the for the uh, environment leaders so this is this is so so difficult the 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 situation for the the, the community leaders in in Colombia like 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 Marjorie and the other and the other leaders in Colombia so this is a, 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 a for for me this is a, a, a the the two issues or, or the two problems since the the peace accord in Colombia, not necessarily not not, not necessarily uh, the peace accord was uh, so good to the to the to the protect to the environment. Yeah. So for us, this is this is uh, the, the 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 principal issues. We we I I, I was thinking about the Pope Collins. The Pope call Collins <laughs> about the we need to listen poor people voice and we need to listen the creation voice. Things the this is uh the the both uh, problems in Colombia the deforestation with the who do you say casa común in English sorry. Uh, our hope. We we need to listen to the our hope voice. With with the problem in in the deforestation, and we need also also uh, this is so important. We need to listen the communities on the poor people voice in the territories, because in Colombia usually we listen only the voice for the companies or the power people, but not the community voice. So I have this, this is me my 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 ideas for a start the conversation it's it's a difficult situation isn't it and you talk about Alejandro the the, the dangerous uh, existence for environmental leaders that was a report by global witness a few weeks ago i in fact wrote an article for uh, a canadian yes. newspaper about this and it's it's very concerning and you talk about the deforestation and you talk about how we only listen to leaders of industry and let's say the powerful people in colombia but as as you suggest and i agree with this 100 percent, is that we need to address we need to listen to the communities and their needs first and and i think that's what we're getting to here but how i mean how do we improve such a terrible situation when you have illegal gold mining and of course it's you know obviously it's a, there's too much economic benefit you have coca cultivations of course the financial benefit and then this leads to displacement of the people so therefore destroying the cultural identity 
of these people who, who inhabit these these uh, these regions. I mean, for me, it's it's very concerning and. And then, and and then, and then, we, you know, we'll, I'll get into some further things. We're here, you know, in Glasgow. We're going to be talking. You're going to be talking in Glasgow, alongside the Colombian president, who will be talking in other places, who wants to be seen as an an, an environmental advocate and defender, and yet it's his government that want to bring back fumigation of coca crops. It's his government that have been in power whilst this huge increase in the deaths, assassinations of environmental leaders. And it's his government in power during this mass deforestation. The challenges are so much. I, I, I think the, 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 the answer, the answer we, we, we need to do, we need to do, for for better the, the the situation i think it's so complex like like the viviana said about the 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 choco contest uh but i i think maybe three four ideas maybe can can be useful <laughs> can be useful the, the the first one is we need to the the first one is we need to protect for the environment leaders, we need to 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 focus in this idea, because the the, the life is the most important. Yeah, it's most important for the for the the leaders in the community leaders in in the in the in the different regions in the in the in the Colombia, because the usually the 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 these leaders they are in the the so far so far in in uh, in in place in Colombia very very far in the in the jungle or, or when don't have um, transportation water electricity and and the other uh, service so we need to, to to focus in the protect for of uh, for protect life or uh, from the uh, so the social leader especially environmental leaders yeah because we need we need we need to uh, protect the human security we, we can say this about 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 the, the the this leader but this leader is is the, the, uh, this this uh, or this protection has a re- re- relations with another uh, ideas like uh, the product productive life productive life uh, and the different answer to the to, to to the life for the for the leaders and the campesinos and the and the people in these community communities in general because now so far so far the government answer they are focused especially in the in the mil, mi, military answer so this is a problem, yeah. The, the the Colombian the government Colombia they 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 will to say we have a Artemisa campaign is the military campaign for the protect and the and the environment. So, but but the problem is that the, this campaign is so focused in the in the military perfect. Per, 
military visions. So this is this is this is a, a problem. So we need to need we need a, a work with with idea. We need to 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 work with a, a answer more integrality with uh, answer social answer economy answer and cultural answer yeah because for the people the displays the the, the environment is not is not only uh, uh, a land is not only air but it's it's, it's your life Ma- Maori, Ma- Ma- Marjorie told told us about this the, the relationship between between the difference Difference, uh, the difference, not only not only land, more relationship with 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 her life, with, with her life. So so this is this is the, the the first one. We need protect a leader, a social leader, and environment leader. Yeah. The second one is we need to receive the the deforestation, and we need to link with the peace process. Why? Because. The peace process have a lot of good actions for for the staff or for for the re- reduce the deforestation and another 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 things. So, but the problem is we need to implement implement the peace accord, the integral mode for deforestation reduction for deforestation. Reduction in the in the terror. The, the second one is the relationship between deforestation and the and the and the peace process. Specific. Third one, I think is we need to strengthen strain the 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 local communities. Strengthen. <laughs> okay, perdón. <laughs> we need to strengthen the local community, Guardianes del Rio Atrato, because his voice is so 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 important for us because they 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 learn they learning for us and the government and the and the different actors about the how we need to protect the environment in the general so this is this is this is the point we we need to to public policy integral integral public policy about the protect for the 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 environment uh, in general. So I think this is this is the, the ideas uh, for us. Thank you. Thank you, Alejandro. Uh, incredibly important uh, points there. And I, and I get it. You know, protect social and environmental health, reforestation and its relationship and deforestation and its relationship with the peace accord, how we can make this work and strengthen local communities. So very important. I, I kind of wanted to go, you know, into what I said also to Alejandro and, 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 and Mayuris, what she thinks about uh, uh, the environmental legacy of, of this government, because I'm not entirely sure that it's working out for the best for people such as Majuri there in the Atrato River area. I think that Colombia doesn't have a clear environmental policy. Now, there's a contradiction between what Colombia shows to the world and what really happens inside. Now, on the outside, we sign a Treaty of Paris, we try, we sign all sorts of treaties. But on the inside, 
yeah, we sign things, but we don't approve them. There are all sorts of contradictions. There's no clear policy about protection of environmental leaders or social leaders in general. And also there's no economic clarity to face situations in Colombia and support the work of communities and the work of organizations like the Guardians of the Atrato, like the court ruling, for example. For instance, the the Ministry of Environment in Colombia is one of the ministries that has the lowest budget in the whole country. And that's a paradox. We should be coherent between what we say and what we do. Now, what's Colombia's real commitment in the face of reducing environmental damage? Well, now that we're here at COP26, it'll be interesting to find out. We're not going to be working right next to the big, important decision makers, but it'll be interesting to find out what else is Colombia committing to and how can we ensure that those commitments will be fulfilled. It's a constant struggle to be advocating, insisting you have to fulfill your promise And it's very very paradoxical for me to create laws and commit to things and then maybe the very first one who breaks them all. Other people have to pressure me so that I fulfill the things that I said I was going to fulfill, the the commitments that I myself got myself into. So, yeah, it is very complex. Hopefully, Colombia here at the at the COP26 will commit to the next few years to reduce climate change and all of the things that that implies. Well, thank you so much. I, there's nothing more, uh, nothing. This gives us so much more clarity. Let's say to hear from three Colombian voices about what you kind of hope to see and hear at COP26 in Glasgow, but also the realities on the ground. There's nothing like boots on the ground information, not only from the actual territory itself, such as Mayuri Mosquera, thank you so much, but also the legal aspects of this from uh, uh, Viviana, uh, Viviana uh, Gonzalez, sorry. Viviana Gonzalez, uh, thank you for your participation. And indeed, of course, Alejandro Perez telling us overall, you know, what uh, regarding the peace accord and regarding how we need to address such situations. And to all of you, thank you so much for your time. And I wish you all the best once you get out of this quarantine. And of course, to have, uh, you know, productive uh, experience in Glasgow, make the right connections, because like Majuri was saying, there is the, what Colombia does internationally, which seems to tick all the right boxes, and what Colombia does domestically, which is kind of opposite uh, to that. Uh, and I think uh, we need to see this. We need these, these contradictions to be shown not only internationally but nationally, so people can uh, so people can understand how politics and the economy works here. So I think Alejandro has something to add, and then uh, of course we'll we'll uh, bring this to a close. Thank you, Richard. I think 
we, we need to continue working together with the different actors, uh, the community, local, uh, the local communities, and the different uh, NGOs and the church, uh, and the, also the 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 government, the local government and the national government, because because or 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 else we can fall in the in 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 the vicious circle. I think so because the the the, the we we have a, a a link between instability, degrade the the degradation for the environment is is, is environmental meant? degradation. Okay, for uh, instability on the environmental degradation in Colombia now, now we have a so problem. There's a so humanitarian problem again. It's so sad. Yeah, I I I remember three weeks ago we we have in the Bojaya uh, in Colombia in the river in the Trator River. Uh, with the meeting with the different actors in the international community and other other people about the the the, the situation, uh, the human humanitarian situation so difficult in the in the Chocó and in the in the other place in Colombia, it's, it's so sad because after the peace accord we we, we are we are repeat actions so 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 sad like we have a high level for this displaced people again in colombia now so we have a lot of victims now so yeah so so it's difficult so we need we need to 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 check the the relationship between instability or the humanity um a situation the war because this produce more degradation in the environment and the also the environment degradation produce more victims yeah more vulnerability for the for the for the local community so this is the idea we we want to to, to say. Well, thank you so much again. Uh, thank you, Alejandro. Thank you, Viviana, my jury. Please, all of you, stay safe. Yeah, this is still Colombia. You will always be coming back. Uh, and it is, you know, there is a, um, you know, there, there are all sorts of issues, uh, and especially on the ground in the Rio Atrato. Alive, you are more important. All right, you know, you can do more for us all and for the environment by, by looking after yourselves and keeping your voices out there. So please be careful. Uh, let me take this moment to say thank you so much for sharing your thoughts and your insights into what is a, a, a troubling situation currently in Colombia. And of course, I wish you all the best in, in Glasgow at the COP26. Thank you again.
say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill.